Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com. NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors. The 2022 performance extremes in emerging markets have been breathtaking. The stocks in some countries have crashed more than 80%, while others are up around 20%. Well, what's behind these big moves and what are the much bigger, longer-term trends within emerging markets you should be paying attention to? Kevin Carter, the founder at EMQQ, joins us. Stick around. I'm Stephanie Stanton with ETF Guide TV. Welcome to everyone. If it is your first time here, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you've been enjoying our original episodes, tell us in the comments section below and please hit the like button. Roughly 85% of the global population lives in emerging market countries like Brazil, India, and China. These are some of the same markets where legendary investors like Sir John Templeton made their fortune. The big difference this time around, a global e-commerce revolution within these countries is now underway. Well, helping us to break down these key trends is Kevin Carter, founder and chief investment officer at EMQQ. Kevin, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. All right, let's start with the negative performance of emerging markets in 2022. It has not been contained to just China. We are seeing internet and tech names in all geographies selling off. And in some cases, surprisingly, even more than in China. What is behind these big moves? Well, I think you've had a number of fears in the market. And, you know, it, in particular with China, you've had regulatory uh, fears. The Chinese government's trying to regulate their Internet giants the same way the U.S. and Europe and other countries are. But, you know, when the Chinese government gets involved, investors get worried. You've had... Uh, crackdown on the for-profit education business. You've had the DD listing problem. So you've just had a whole storm of, of, of negative news on the regulatory front. And then we've also had this delisting threat hanging over these companies, which is something I think is completely misunderstood and, and not really a meaningful risk. And now uh, to compound things even more in terms of sentiment, you've got uh, a war going on uh, in Europe. Uh, and now you've got the COVID finally in a roundabout way getting to China and China trying to continue its COVID zero policy. And so you've got a, a storm of, of macro headwinds and fears. Um, and then you know, on top of that, you've got uh, you know inflation uh, and rising interest rates. And so all these things together have led to a pretty ugly backdrop. Yeah, I think storm is an understatement. Um, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about the next frontier, Internet and e-commerce ETF, ticker FMQQ. Now, the average e-commerce penetration rate to countries held inside the portfolio is around 5%, as we understand. 
Why is that important and how does it compare to the rest of the world? Sure. Well, if you if you look at the Internet and the, the sort of digital uh, mobile waves that have happened, the, the first one was the United States. Call that the year 2000 to, to 2015, as you had the emergence of Amazon and, and eBay and uh, Google and Facebook. Uh, and that was a big deal. And we saw what happened in our stock market. The FANG stocks, you know, exploded in, in size and value. And then starting in 2005, we had a China wave that, that uh, say, sort of peaked in 2020, and you had Baidu and Alibaba. And so those were the first two Internet waves. But there's a third wave that's just starting, and it's for the rest of emerging markets. You know, EMQQ invests in China, India, Brazil, Africa, all emerging markets. FMQQ is EMQQ without China. So it, it focused on the, the half of EMQQ that isn't China. And this is important because, you know, I'm not worried about China as a long-term place for investment. But the reality is, though, that China's e-commerce market is the biggest in the world by far. It's four times bigger than the other 45 uh, emerging and frontier markets combined. In China, e-commerce represents about 30% of retail sales, which is even more than the United States. And as you mentioned, in the, in the next frontier countries, the non-China part of the EMQQ world, the penetration rates are very low, about 4%. So you've got uh, about 5.5 billion people in the, the rest of the world, uh, the next frontier, and they're at a very low base, but they're getting their first computer at an incredible rate. A billion and a half people uh, in that part of the world have gotten their first smartphone in the last five years. And when they get that first smartphone, that's their first computer and it's their first Internet access. And because these billions of consumers, they haven't had access to the infrastructure that we're used to. They don't have bank accounts with debit cards. They don't have cable TVs and they don't have automobiles or Target stores to drive to. So these people are leapfrogging and are in many ways even more digitized than we are. Interesting. All right. Well, the India Internet and E-Commerce ETF, your ticker there, INQQ, is the latest addition to your ETF family. Currently, there are 12 India-focused ETFs listed on U.S. stock exchanges, but none of them have the unique investment approach of INQQ. Tell us why you made INQQ and why India is appealing to you right now as well. Okay, well, as I mentioned, there's this, this great confluence of, of things going on. Billions of new consumers are getting their first computer, their first Internet access, and that next frontier beyond China is where the next 10 and 20 years are going to see an incredible amount of growth. And within that group, within that next frontier, India stands alone as the following. First of all, it's the second largest population in the world right now. Within five years, it will likely pass China, so you'll have the biggest population in the world. It's also the youngest population. About 600 million Gen Z are in uh, India, um, which is more than China and the United States combined. So in India uh, has the best demographics. Uh, they've had the strongest economic growth of any major economy. The numbers have come down, uh, the estimates in the last week, but it's still about 8% GDP growth. So you got a lot of people, they're young, they've got uh, a strong uh, growing economy, and you've got a democratic government that has gone all in, in on digitization, and they're digitizing all government services, and they're pushing for the ongoing and, and continued uh, digitalization of the financial system, taking money out of circulation and and giving the Indian consumer the 
the the oil that's really needed to grease the 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 system, and that is digital payments. And that's how e-commerce gets started is with payments. And it's got a long way to go. You still have hundreds of millions of people in India haven't got a smartphone yet. They haven't got a digital wallet yet, but that's happening, uh, changing at a very fast rate. Seven million people in India a month are getting their first computer in form of a smartphone. Well, obviously, those are all very positive things, looking at the big picture long term. But emerging markets as asset class have been under a, quite a bit of pressure the last 12 months. What do you think it will take for this space to become a more important part of the everyday investor's asset allocation? And why are so many people or investors, I should say, still handcuffed by home country bias? Well, I think that the biggest problem in the emerging markets asset class is the benchmark that people use to track it. The broad emerging market indexes, the MSCI emerging market index in particular, which is the, the index that the institutional investors look at. And it's what the large ETFs from people like Vanguard and iShares track. And that index, as, as you said, it's been horrible for investors. The 15-year return for emerging markets is basically zero. And the, the problem is that, you know, the growth in emerging markets is happening in the consumer sector. It's happening even more in the digital consumption sector. But the emerging markets internet companies are largely missing from the broad indexes. You won't find Things like Mercado Libre, the Brazilian e-commerce leader is not in the index. New Bank, the Brazilian, uh, the largest online bank in the world from Brazil that went public in December and counts Berkshire Hathaway as a shareholder. These companies are not in the index. What is in the index is the legacy economy. You've got a huge percent of the big indexes are tracking the state-owned banks and oil companies, which are inefficient and, and corrupt in many ways. You have presidents of Brazil and, and Korea going to jail for taking bribes from people and stealing money from state-owned enterprises. So the indexes are the real problem. And it's unfortunate because this is where the growth is in the world. It's just not being captured by the traditional broad indexes. And it's being captured, I think, most purely uh, in the Internet uh, indexes we've put together. All right, Kevin Carter, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. And of course, we look forward to future updates on emerging markets and the ETFs tracking them. To learn more about investing in e-commerce and internet stocks in emerging and frontier markets, be sure to visit emqqetf.com along with fmqqetf.com. And if you enjoyed today's discussion, post your comments below this video. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to subscribe to ETF Guide TV. I'm Stephanie Stanton. Thanks so much for watching. Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com. NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a recommendation 
recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors.